Oh yeah. Hello friends. We are here yet again for another great episode of the PPRL pod. And that's correct, it still has not been renamed, but one of these days we might put something together that makes sense to anyone, especially given that this podcast is ever more rarely about fantasy football in any regard, which is in my eyes a very good thing. Regardless, another very good thing. We've got Matt Schmidt on deck today. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, I had to get him on here to talk about the terrifying and utter collapse of the Chicago Cubs. And Matt and I, we're going to get to the bottom of it. We've got a couple other things we're going to talk about as well. So let's get to it. Matt Schmidt, how are you doing today? Good, Johnny. How are you? I'm okay. New policy. We cut right to the chase. Matt, eat anything good lately? I've, uh, I have, I have a, one good thing that I've eaten lately, and then I need to do like a shout out for for a place from high school. Um, I ate at Blind Faith Cafe in Evanston, which is a vegetarian place, which I know of your recent vegetarian bent. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. I had some sort of fake Mongolian beef concoction that was very tasty. Also, the ever popular fried cauliflower fake buffalo wings, uh, which were absolutely delicious. I think those are like the most popular thing on this podcast. Every week, we just discuss again how much we fucking love those. Fair, they're very good. They're very good. I'm surprised Bill hasn't tried to murder us all yet or something. Actually, I think Bill is on the other line. Let me switch over to him now. Yeah, Johnny, you know, uh, wings got to be made out of chicken, otherwise they're not real wings. Peace. But, you know, usually I have to cut Bill off, but this time he was just gone instantly. I guess I don't know if he was ashamed of what he was saying or what, but you know he's a busy guy. He's just, he's all over the place. I saw he was in the Finger Lakes the other day. He's probably Ooh. got more to do than to talk to me on this podcast. But. I think he anyway, made his point yeah. and then quickly got in and out. So that, that's that's not a bad way to go about it. So you, you enjoyed that. So where did you say this place? What what was it called? It's called Blind Faith Cafe in Evanston. They also have this delicious uh, peanut butter chocolate vegan cake, which is actually super good, even though vegan cake is not something that I normally enjoy. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. How did you find yourself at this place? Uh, I went with Dawn, who, as you may or may not remember, is in fact a vegetarian uh, and used to go there like as a kid, but had not been back for a while. So we decided to uh, go check it out. That's nice. That sounds really great. So she's still keeping you around, huh? For some reason, yeah. Well, glad to hear it. Um, let's see. Beyond that, you said you said you had a shout out from back in high school. You wanted to talk about? Oh yeah, there's this place near Old Orchard Mall up here called Sark's Cafe, and it was run by this old, um, I think he was Hungarian dude who bought it like back in the '70s and made this delicious greasy sandwich called a Loretta. Um, and though he has not run the restaurant, I think in about 15, 20 years, uh, he passed away recently. So shout out to Sarkis. And uh, shout out. that is always sad. That is very sad to hear. Yeah. What was your favorite thing there? Uh, ham Loretta was everything. Ham Loretta was everything. Yeah. It was the best. 
Well, that's very respectful. I'm sure the, you know, his, his family, his descendants even, you know, millions of years in the future will appreciate the fact that this is like the one living relic that has remained on Earth. This podcast will, uh, will honor him for all time. I hear the internet so, is forever, so. God willing. Um, let's see. Oh, the, the next thing, I, I, I know very little about this. I heard just a little bit. Yeah. I hear you're going to Greece. I am going to Greece in a couple weeks. Uh, so th- whatever the Thursday, the week after the 4th of July is, I think it's the 12th, I will be on my way to Greece uh, through, uh, I think we're flying through Copenhagen on the way there and then through one of the other Scandinavian cities on the way back. Um, so we're going to go, we're going for a wedding. One of Dawn's friends from college uh, is like second generation Greek. She has a bunch of family there and she's currently a teacher at an international school in Germany, marrying a, a German guy. So we're going, they decided to have the wedding in Greece where the most people were closest. Um, so it's a really cool excuse for me to go. I've never been, uh, but I'm very excited. Going to go see the Parthenon. Uh, probably going to go to the beach for a couple of days. I hear that's nice. I look forward to the terrible sunburn that I will inevitably get. Sure. What's the difference between the Parthenon and the Pantheon? <laughs> the, the Parthenon is a place. The Pantheon refers to the collection of gods themselves. Okay. So do they, you know, is like obviously the gods are fictional, but is the Pantheon, is it like a place the gods hang out, or is it just the concept of the gods as a group? The concept of the gods as a group. So you have like the Greek Pantheon, the Roman Pantheon, et cetera, et cetera. This is great. So, my, my minor in religious studies is actually coming into use for once. So this would actually, if I step back here, I got Pan for all, and then that theological, Theo, Theo thing, like God. So it's just all the gods. That's all it is. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, you're not so smart. Um, (laughs) uh, Where have you been? Have you ever been to Europe before? I went to England when I was pretty young with my dad. But other than that, I really haven't traveled outside of the country that much. Okay. Now, is it true in England they shit standing up? (laughs) Uh, I think people in America shit standing up too. I'm not one of them. That kind of weirds me out, but that's what I hear. Okay. I feel like you answered the Pantheon Parthenon question a lot better. I don't know. We'll have to work on that. Let's see. Um, how long are you going to be in Greece? Uh, let's see. I'll get there Thursday and then we get back on Wednesday. So just like we're cutting off days for travel, like five days in Greece. Okay. That's not bad at all. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I feel like this Greece. That's one of those things. It's always so difficult to pick where you want to go on a trip. There's lots of good places, and there's lots of places that are fine. Having the wedding handed to you in a really good place to go, it's just like the nicest gift. Because who knows? Maybe Greece would be first on your list. Maybe it'd be seventh. But now it's just done. You're just going. That's wonderful. Yeah, I'd never really thought about it as a destination, um, but especially not in the middle of summer because it's going to be god-awfully hot. But, uh, yeah, having an excuse to go there, like, yeah, why not? Who are some famous uh, Greece people? I think Jason Manzukis is Greek. I'm pretty sure. Now, is he, is he like, Greek heritage or is he from Greece? Greek heritage. 
Do we know anyone who's from Greece besides the gods? <laughs> uh, Zorba the Greek? But that's a book, though. Um, okay. Is Conan the Greek, or is he something else? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to talk to uh, Babs Myers about that one. Okay. She is the expert on all things Conan. Does have a strong affection for the Conan. Let's see. Is now, I bet Nia Vardalos isn't Greek. But I bet all the people who played her parents in the movie were Greek. How about that? <laughs> you know, I've actually never seen my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah, I haven't either. I was just pulling straws there. Though apparently there is a judge at Cook County, and that movie is partially based on her family. Wow. That is what I have heard. I don't know if it's true or not. Like she got married? Like I think it was like the story was about her cousin or something like that. Oh, I thought maybe she got married and then somebody else was Greek and then they're like, "What if we combine things?" <laughs> that would be good. That'd be a good movie. So call me when that one comes out. I'll see that one. I'm like the, the Greek wedding one. Um, what are you typing on your computer? I was sorry. I was trying to see if I was like looking up lists of famous Greek people and I really. I got nothing. Aphrodite. Aphrodite. Oh, Giannis on the on the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, Famous yeah. Greek person. Jesus. Also oh, one of the best players yeah. in the NBA. Absolutely. Good call. Greek freak. That's way okay. So you're hoping to run into him. Uh, you won't recognize the actors who played Neovardalos' parents. And no, I will not. I don't think people in the Pantheon are real. So we probably won't see them. Okay, that'll do. That's fine. One last thing. You went right to Parthenon. I gotta say, like, I... Now, is that... That's a, what? A shitty coliseum? Or what is that? <laughs> um, it's this big temple complex on a big mountain in the middle of Athens, basically. Is it on Mount Olympus? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't actually know. Um... I think those are separate places, so it's not where the god gods live, because the gods lived at the top of Mount Olympus. So apparently Parthenon is the former temple of Athena. So it is a temple to Athena, but I don't know if Athena was believed to live there or not. That would be pretty baller if you said, not only is my temple so good, it's a tribute to this god, but whenever you guys aren't around, she lives here. <laughs> She's so whenever you guys her. come over, she had to go back into the not into the Pantheon, but she was part of the Pantheon in the sky. That would be that'd be a, a tall tale you'd have to really try to sell people on to get to the Right. It's like, oh yeah, me and Athena were just hanging out. Then you showed up and she's like, I'm out of here, but... She had to go back to Canada. It sucked. I wish she could be here to meet you guys. <laughs> yeah, we originally met at these real cool falls. You've never heard of them. I love it. Um, now, this is going to be hard for you to believe. Uh, Matt, we have to take a break because I have uh, a sponsor this week. Okay. We'll be right back. Hello, friends. If you're anything like me, you're constantly finding yourself in need of scripts with the title Horse Dorm. Or perhaps a big picture that says objects that you can click. Or perhaps you need a picture that says drawing. And when you click on it, you'll see drawings. Perhaps most likely, you need a picture of a woman that you can click on and then it gives you a form that allows you to contact Margaret Rogers. 
If any of these appeal to you in any way, please, I beg of you, consider visiting margaretrogers.horse for all of your these things I've described needs. You won't regret it. Hey, everybody, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that ad. You know, I, I, I got to say, it's not like the most, you know, not the most fancy, audacious sponsor I might find. But hey, the, the, the check's clear. Who cares, right? Anyway, uh, the next segment we wanted to talk about here, one of the main reasons we had Matt on, spiraling, circling the drain, Chicago Cubs. How are you enjoying those, those Cubs, Matt? It feels like every time I turn on the TV to watch them, something terrible happens. So I've kind of gone to my old default of not watching and just hoping that something good happens. Like, for example, was it Sunday when they blew the six-run lead and Montgomery was, like, cruising and then they gave up whatever seven runs in the top or bottom of the seventh to go on to lose eventually? And I feel like that just happens now every time. So I... It's like it's always in the back of my brain and I look at the scores, but I have gotten to that point where I'm not actively paying attention anymore because it's too painful. It's it's been an impressive combination of five games where the offense just, well, we grinded out to the second baseman 32 times today somehow. I guess I guess the second baseman made five errors, but just like nothing happens. The most boring fucking game you've ever seen. And then in the sixth game, we scored nine runs, and then the bullpen somehow gives up 12 and one in it. And it, it, it's just unbelievable how perfectly they in line. Like, you would think we would, you know, spread out some of these games where we actually score some runs. Or maybe that would be the game where the pitching staff didn't give up everything. But, no, we give up two runs a game when we score zero and a million runs a game when we score five. Uh, and there's way more of the scoring zero here. Like, it has been a, uh, a rough go of it. Yeah, Rizzo and Bryant have really been uh, consistently not good. And now, of course, Bryant was today put on the disabled list for 10 days. That's good. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> My computer just gave me a notification, which is great. Oh, great. We need more sound effects. <laughs> but yeah, uh Bryant and Rizzo have not been good at all lately. Um, Chris Bryant was put on the DL, 10-day DL today with shoulder inflammation, which I'm sure will somehow turn into a torn rotator cuff and torn labrum that will put him on the shelf for the rest of the season. Um, And the pitching has been, like, the starting pitching has been okay from some people. Tyler Chatwood continues to be just an uncount-onable mess of a pitcher, and it looks like that bet uh, is not going to pan out. Um, and Lester has been great. But again, the days when Lester is great, he allows two runs and we score nothing. And you know, I, at the beginning of the season, it, it feels like Javi and uh, Schwarber were really beating the crap out of the ball. And we all thought, oh, you know, maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the year they finally get consistent and lay off the bad pitches. And it just hasn't happened at all. And no one else has really picked up the slack, especially, again, Rizzo and Bryant, who you can, should be able to count on throughout the entire season. I, I was steadfast in my Javier Baez skepticism. I, I think I could see the light into the tunnel where I would start to. I would have started to think he had maybe turned a corner. We never got there. And, man, I think he drew one walk in the month of May. It has been embarrassing. 
Um, he doesn't look like a major league hitter a lot of the time. Either way, now, I, I guess the bigger thing I wanted to ask about in this spot was, do you feel ungrateful as a Cubs fan for not enjoying this team? Yeah, kind of, because it's still a better team than I've had for most of our lives. I mean, outside of the 2003 team and some of those teams in the late 90s, like there really hasn't been a better collection of Cubs players while we've been like cognizant of them existing, you know, except, you know, you got the run in the late 80s, early 90s, but... I mean, this is this is a team that just won a World Series a couple of years ago, has been to three straight National League Championship Series, and yet I'm still like, oh, screw these guys, they're so bad. And I do feel ungrateful, <laughs> and I'm just realizing that now. I feel this way all the time. I think it's egregious. Now, first off, I want to go back. Uh, I wish Aramis Ramirez was here to slap you in the face for not mentioning the 2018. But even despite that, you're totally right in that I get, I just pulled up the Cubs are 42 and 34. They've lost five in a row now, but that puts them two and a half games behind a quietly uh, the Milwaukee sucks. I don't give a shit about Milwaukee. They're not going to do anything. They're going to go away. Now, that doesn't mean the Cubs are going to win the division because they could keep not doing well. But if the Cubs don't win the division, it's going to be because they failed to win like 93 games. Not because Milwaukee was like, oh, well, we're the best and we won 100 games and nobody can touch us. But all that said, like, I'm so down on this team. And I literally watched most of these players win the World Series. And how fucking dare I, you know? I sure would have said over and over again that I like those guys forever. And, man, this just isn't the truth. You know, everything fades. It just sucks. You don't want it to be that way. But I, I, do, you, do you look at Anthony Rizzo hitting, you know, a buck 90 and say, oh, I love you forever, Tony? It's hard because I think he's legitimately – in my top few all-time favorite Cubs at this point. And it has been because of his consistency and because, you know, I'm sure that someday we'll find out that he's a terrible person that likes to punch babies in the face or something. But he seems like a genuinely nice guy. Seems to do a lot for the city and a lot for the people, you know, is a whole cancer foundation and everything. At the same time, like, you are so bad right now. And and I feel – it makes me feel like a bad person. There's no real way to justify it or explain it, but I, I'm I'm there with it. I just those are my feelings, and I don't know what else to do with it. Now, here's the fun game. Imagine listening to this podcast if you're Paul Waker. <laughs> 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 fans. All they gotta say is how fucking sad they are that they don't appreciate their World Series enough. Uh, egregious. Like I, I think that's the only word for it. We deserved none of it and got all of it and for that i am very thankful we're back again here on behalf of margaretrogers.horse i can't say enough good things about this website but i thought maybe you've heard enough from me why not listen to one other satisfied customer i am a satisfied customer i went to margaretrogers.horse for all my objects installation drawing and video needs and found precisely the right picture of rats that i wanted if you too need a picture of rats don't go to margaretrogers.rats it's terrible go to margaretrogers.horse i assure you you will be satisfied
uh, there's just a couple other things I wanted to talk about here in general. One of them is a quick update. I mentioned this in the email chain, but you know, this is the podcast of record. I, I want it to be out there. Followed up on last week's episode with Margaret, I went to the subway. I got a, a veggie delight with spinach, green peppers, red onions, and banana peppers. And then I went for it. I took Margaret's advice. I mixed the sweet onion sauce and the mayo. It was wonderful. I hadn't been to Subway in a little while. I could not have been more pleased with how it came out. And I, I just had a great time overall for about three hours. And then my stomach turned itself into a knot. I was talking to Matt about this earlier. I don't understand what can be in the Subway. That sandwich I just described, what is in that that is hurting me? Do you know, Matt? I mean, I, I, A, I have trouble believing that sweet the combination of sweet onion and mayonnaise is good. I mean, I love the sweet onion sauce. That is basically the only thing that I get when I go to Subway, which admittedly has been a long time at this point. It would be the sweet onion chicken teriyaki, which I loved. And I just, for some reason, like, the, the idea of those two sauces coming together, just, I, I mean, it's making my stomach upset thinking about it. So maybe it's just purely the sauce combination, because otherwise it's it's a pretty inoffensive blend of materials that you have just described. I'll tell you, you know, if I find out that something has changed, and my stomach is no longer capable of like straining out enormous quantities of sauces that don't belong together. I'm just going to end it. I, my whole life is predicated on see how much sauce you can eat and it doesn't matter what's happening. I, I, I won't hear that it's possible that my stomach has decided enough is enough. You can't have mayo and sweet onion sauce or I'm going to fucking flip out. I, that, that's horrifying to me. I'm getting suspicious about that bread. I got the the uh, Italian urban cheese. I wonder if there's some goofiness going on with those uh, Italian urban cheese. Maybe next time I'll go with the wheat and I won't have so much trouble. I used to like the Italian urban cheese. I thought it was one of their better breads. Yeah, I, that's that's my usual go-to. I don't usually mess around with that. I don't love any of the bread. But Hey, the, unlike last week, this is not a Subway podcast. Not every episode can be about Subway. Subway buzz marketing. I, if it turns out that this is fucking branded content and I'm the only one not getting paid and that somebody's out there giving all the guests 10 bucks a week to bring up Subway, I'm going to be very upset. I've seen nothing from the Subway Corporation. I take gift cards. I don't care. Free $5 foot long. I'll do it. Hit me up. Don't, don't fucking sneak in on the back door. I have a confession. George Soros secretly paid me $10 not to protest anything, but to plug Subway sandwiches on your podcast. <laughs> Matt, we have one last segment. This is, you know, a personal request from Matt. I'll give you a little backstory here. Uh, we were talking through how a little bit earlier we edit the podcast now. So, you know, it's it's a little bit less scary. And I wonder if there's less magic to it. You're not on that same tightrope. You don't think to yourself, if I say the wrong thing, well, Johnny can't fix this. Johnny's incompetent. Johnny doesn't have the right computer. He just says, too bad, upload, and your shit's on the internet for all your friends to laugh at. So it was scary, perhaps. Not for me, because I don't give a shit, but for you guys coming on, you know, maybe you have reputations to uphold. You're worried that, you know, you, the, the wrong words might come out. And, you know, hearing him tell me about that, 
I made me so sad to think that people weren't scared when they came on the podcast anymore. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a new segment, maybe every week if it's good enough, we'll see, where we're going to have difficult questions, and I'm going to go back to the old way. No editing whatsoever. The whole segment... You just sit there and answer the questions, and no matter what happens, uh, it doesn't get cut out. If I say the wrong fucking thing, and I say oohs and uhs, and I sound dumb, that's too bad, too. This segment's unedited. Uh, this is... Hmm. I'd like to uh, <laughs> I'd like to apologize to all future all future podcast guests uh, for for my part in this. It is I take full responsibility. It's definitely your fault. I'm not let's think now while we're here before we get started. I, I'm trying to think. I was gonna I'm trying to come up with a connection to like the no spin zone, but this is the no. Okay, all that's out. We're going on with the segment. It's time right now. I will say I Googled uh, during the break difficult questions to answer. And the first result is from theemotionmachine.com. 50 life questions with no easy answers. Matt Schmidt, this is what we're going to talk about. I'm going to pick out some of these questions. And you got to give me good answers or I will berate you. That's an old segment we used to have on the show, too. Haven't had that in a while. So if you don't do a good enough job, that'll be the next one. Oh, good. I don't know why you get it so bad. Everybody else comes on, and I'm usually okay. Either way, you're getting it today. Uh, question one, who am I? That's for you, not me. Answer it. Who are you? Uh, I am Matt Schmidt. That's meaningless. Go on. <laughs> uh, I am very uncomfortable answering this and other personal questions, so I feel that this is going to be a really fun segment. Question two, is there a God? I think we already established that such things as gods and Parthenons don't exist. So, Well, Parthenons do. Pantheons You don't. did it! You did the thing now! <laughs> you said it was me! It was the... You are the one. <laughs> it was. It was me. Oh, God. I actually never said that yeah, you messed was... up. I said that I was afraid that I was going to mess up. Well, you know what? We'll go back. Oh, wait. No, we won't. We can't go back and edit it out. We're in the no editing zone. <laughs> Question 11. To work on that. How can I be happy? How can you, Johnny, be happy? No, it's about you. Less Subway sandwiches, apparently. No, okay. That we can't edit out. You don't say things about me. All the questions are from your perspective. How can I... Go ahead. Try again. How can I be happy? What would it take? I can be happy by not being stranded in an airport for 10 hours like I was when I went to L.A. for a weekend. Okay, now shut up and tell me some truth. That answer is garbage evading. How? What would make you happy in life? Uh, hmm. Never having to work again. Doing good stuff for the environment. Um, living long enough to see someone other than Trump or Trump progeny be president. And now they're just random car noises. Bad answer. 
What is the nature of reality? Actually, I was just talking about this the other day, how it is entirely possible and perhaps likely that our reality is just a computer simulation, which would kind of make sense given that everything feels like a computer simulation these days, just run amok like someone turned up the crazy batshit setting on whatever simulation that is currently running to lead us to our current state. I think that's just bullshit. Elon Musk says to justify why he doesn't have to let his employees unionize. Um, why do you experience pain and suffering? Why do I experience pain and suffering? Probably because of the absence, the aforementioned absence of a benevolent deity. I also would have accepted evolution. That one was a bad one. Evolution's good too. Um, what is your greatest fear? Mm, that's a good one. Um, common fear: spiders. They try to eat people's souls. Uh, I got news for you. I got news for you. Spiders are not your greatest fear. Try again. <laughs> uh, See, uh, most likely the imposter syndrome that everyone will figure out that I have no idea what I'm doing and call me out on it. I have a, I have a theory. It's called imposter imposter syndrome. And that I think everyone else says that just to make me think it's okay that I think that. <laughs> and that no one else actually thinks that. And I'm the only one. That's my theory. I've been working on that one for a while. I'm glad it came up. It's a good recursive loop you've got yourself in there. Yeah. Um, hey, this is related to an earlier one. And now, I, I, in case you think I'm going to let you slide, you know better. I want some specifics here. How much money per month <laughs> would be enough? No, it's not that. It's not that. Now, that wouldn't be our question on theemotionmachine.com. It's not that. It's a different one. Okay. How much money per month? Now, this is a different question asked by me. Do you make? Just don't. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that. Okay. Instead, we'll ask their question, and then we'll come back to mine later. How much money per month is enough for you to live comfortably? For me to live comfortably? Hmm. Are we talking net or gross? Well, how about you talk about your answers? It's what you got in your pocket. Obviously, if it turns out, well, actually, I'm going to do it all in capital gains, so I'll get away with it and not have to. I don't give a shit about any of that. What do you got in your pocket? They live comfortably on, uh, oh, God, I'm going to sound like such a douchebag um, <laughs> um i used to live on a couple grand a month pretty comfortably i could probably do that again fair enough um what's the worst thing you've ever done the worst thing <laughs> damn Johnny <laughs> um, the worst thing I've ever done wait 
you just hit the uh, minute limit, you're out of the zone. Now you have a choice. You can either answer that question or it's saved for the next person who enters. Save for the next person who enters the zone? Mm-hmm. Would the worst thing I've ever done be passing on that question to the next person in the zone? Exactly. Or does now everyone have time to think about it in case they're the next person in the zone? Hmm. It might make it more difficult for me to book the podcast if that happens. <laughs> this whole episode, in fact, might make it more difficult for me to book the podcast. Let me just make anyone listening out there. I won't treat you like this. Matt and I have a special relationship. If somebody else is nice enough to come on, I'll I'll be very thankful. But Matt, he's gonna he's gonna get shit on a little bit. That seems to be how it's going, yes. Yeah, okay, I changed my mind. You have to answer the last question. What's the worst thing you've ever done? <sighs> um worst thing I've ever done. Okay, what we'll do here is uh, you just say, so like, make some kind of weird noises, and I'll throw a giant, like, bleep or, bleep or obvious edit after it, and I'll say that since you're out of the zone, I could cut your horrifying answer. <laughs> okay, what kind of weird noises? Okay, just say, like, the lazy brown fox so-and-so for, like, ten seconds. <clears throat> All right, I'll try to give you a clean one. So the lazy brown fox jumped over, what is it, the quick brown dog? Or is it the quick fox jumped over the lazy brown dog? Whichever one has enough of the words so that all of the letters are contained within it. Jesus Christ. I'll never live it down. That's a hell of a way to go out. Yeah, I mean, if that's... Okay. Um, I guess that's the end of the show. Uh is, I would say, is there anything you want to plug? After that, is there anything you want to anti-plug? Like, you say you like it, and then no one will do it based on what they've heard it from you now? <laughs> no. No. No? Okay, do you want to do a regular plug? <laughs> do a regular plug. Um, I saw Incredibles 2, and it was really good. So I would plug Incredibles 2. I haven't made it out yet. Yeah, I'm very excited. I have not seen it yet. And then, like, two days later, I watched Coco, which was also really good. Man, that was – Gina mentioned that the other day. She was like – we were talking, oh, we didn't make it out this weekend. We're so sad. And she's like, you should just watch Coco like, one night this week. It's so true. I haven't even seen that yet. It's really – it's, like, shockingly beautiful. The animation is really good. And the songs are pretty good, too. I am very excited. I really like that one song from uh, Moana that that shitty guy wrote. Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yeah, he could make something of himself one day if he got out of the Broadway stuff and just did good stuff. Um, okay, I, I don't think I have anything to plug. Man, we gotta do... I hate the way we ended this, Matt. Um, I, I don't think the bit is good enough to, to counter the lack of energy at the end. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I actually was trying to answer honestly. <laughs> I just, I, I'll tell you, that question wasn't even on the website. I was trying to think. 
<laughs> I was trying to think of the worst thing I could ask you, and that's what popped into my head. Oh man. Um. Oh shit! I don't know. <laughs> oh hey, you know what? New policy: once you enter the no edit zone, you never leave. Best wishes in the intervening days. 